Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back. This is Jim Oliver, and with me today, Nick Costco. Welcome back, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about this this second part of our equipment financing example because I think this is something that people either really resonate when they first read the book or they just are confused as heck about it. So trying to go through this and just give some clarity. Now, I think people really gloss over when they're they're looking at this. And we have coaching sessions all the time where it's this is all we talk about, but there's so much meat here and and people can take this and apply it to their life, whatever their situation is. I agree, Nick. This is this is infinite banking in action. What people do though is they say, Well, I don't have equipment to finance. I really don't have debt. I really okay, you're missing the point. It's the <laughs> this is just one example that Nelson brilliantly illustrates on the use and effectiveness of controlling the banking function in your life. You got to have what? What does Nelson say on page 14 of the book? What's the most important thing in infinite banking? Imagination. Imagination. In fact, if you can't, that's the people that don't understand infinite banking and don't become their own banker is people that cannot have that imagination. But to have imagination, you got to do one thing. What's that? You got to actually take action. You got to think. Think. You got to think. People don't want to think. We have all of these quotes from Thomas Edison and Bertrand uh, Russell. Bertrand Russell. And I mean, there's even, there's other ones from Shaw. I mean, there's like 85%. This is kind of the consensus, Nick, in these quotes is that 85% of people or more don't want to think. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of crazy. I can't I mean, turn my brain off. Right, right. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is that what makes somebody not want to think? Fear. Yeah, we're going to stand in that uh, uh, convenient lie line just perpetually. That's right. And, you know, fear is something that if you think throughout your life of the things that really the roadblocks of getting to where you want to go, fear is the number one inhibitor. So the reason that Nelson wrote this book, or not the reason, I mean, one of the benefits of Nelson writing this book, I'm not going to go into why Nelson wrote the book, because he actually explains that in the book. But one of the benefits is when you educate yourself, then you eliminate that fear. Now, I'll take something that you're very familiar with, is flying. If I know nothing about flying, think back in the days where the Wright brothers were trying to you know, trying to take off from the ground in an airplane, or I guess that's what they would still call that thing. Yep. And they, they really, maybe they understood the science behind it. Maybe they didn't. But if you understand the science behind flying and the redundancy, as I've learned from you and, and Javier, that the redundancy of these systems, you should not be afraid to fly. Agreed? That, that's right. The Wright brothers studied, they, they looked closely at how birds were flying to figure out how to do it. 
And that's really cool. And I, I figured that you knew more about the Wright brothers and, and, um, <laughs> and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to go through my knowledge of the theory of flight or the, the physics of, of flight because I'm going to sound really dumb as a layman, but my point is education. So the purpose really of this, of our business in this podcast is just to educate people a little bit to get your curiosity to where you want to go out and educate yourself even more and more and more. And hey, Jim, yeah. hey, Jim, you know, what's on the other side of fear? What? Freedom. There you go. That's right. You know what cures fear, right? Action. Action cures fear. So the thing we have to do is we have to understand what is happening. As Nelson says in his book, if you understand what's happening, you'll know what to do. All right. Well, listen, we're going to, we're going to talk ourselves out of time if we don't dive into these couple of pages. Right. So let's go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so where we left off, if you haven't listened to part one, we left off financing one vehicle and we showed the difference of Terry Nash, Nelson's um, nephew from North Carolina, the difference of him just buying an insurance contract and letting the insurance company control and make money on, on him or him taking control of the banking function in his life. And we showed that he generated $470,000 of additional wealth. And did he change his cash flow, Nick? No. Not $1, right? So that's pretty good. I mean, $470,000, that's great. But what Nelson wanted to, you know, once... When Nelson sat down with Terry, Terry said, well, can I finance another vehicle? You know, can I only do one vehicle? And Nelson said, no, you can do more than one vehicle. So on page 60, Nelson shows Terry how to borrow from himself, from his cash value, the amount of money necessary to finance two vehicles, right? And then what he shows and illustrates is the effect of that. So what he does is he borrows out, if you look at line or year five in the net annual outlay, he borrows $105,200. Now, the reason that it says 69200 is that if you look right below that, he's making payments of $36,000, $3,000 a month, $1,500 per truck. So if you add those two numbers together, what do you get? 105200 now remember what his interest charge is. It's almost 20 grand, right? So now he's recapturing over the lifetime of that loan each time, almost 40,000. So what happens to him recapturing more interest? Well, let's just go through it. Everything is the same. He, he builds the system, year one through four, $40,000 a year. The design is the same. It's it's sixty percent paid up additions rider, and fifteen thousand or forty percent preferred non smoker. It's the exact same policy that he illustrates with no banking. And now the difference is he takes a loan of one hundred and five thousand two hundred every four years, starting in the fifth year. So let's scroll down to year thirty six and age sixty five. Okay, well. Wow, he's got nine, or I'm sorry, he's got $2,459,000. And he remember what he had before, Nick, is he had, with no banking whatsoever, he had 
$518,000. Sorry, I needed some coffee this morning. <laughs> so now he has $2,459,000. Pretty good, right? Getting better. Getting better. So he's generated nine hundred and some thousand dollars more wealth. Again, he hasn't changed his cash flow one dollar. Look what happens to his income, his passive income, or his distribution, his income from this account. One hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? His death benefit went up. Now it's three point nine million, and again, it's the same where Nelson takes the distribution and takes it out at a level where his death benefit does not go down. Yeah, but can you, you explain, just, we just explain that to the audience, how, how that's done? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that what Nelson did is just played around with it to make sure that the death benefit didn't go down. If he took out $175,000, you know, that's why it's an even amount. If he took out 175000 then the death benefit went down. It's important to note that here he's he's actually withdrawing funds instead of taking a loan. That's why right. the death benefit's going down. Right. You know, we wouldn't do that normally, right? And we wouldn't yeah. advise somebody to do that today. We would withdraw the basis, which by the way, now our basis went up to four hundred and seventy thousand. And then we would borrow out after that, right? So, you know, we have about, you know, three years or so withdraw and then and then then it would be a loan. And if you look at it, the dividend is really strong and it gets better and better and better as we get older with the policy, which is a point that Nelson makes in the book and how powerful that is. And uh, I remember the example of Nelson showing a policy that his brother sold him that he put in, a, I think it was $388 and the increase in cash value that year was over $5,000 and Nelson <laughs> uh, would kid around that you know, that his brother didn't sell him a big enough policy. <laughs> uh, so, all right, that's two trucks. Okay. Cause I want to get to some other stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of breeze through this. I know these are not all the details that we might go through with a client when we're, when we're meeting with you on a one-on-one -on -one coaching session, but there's just some observations that we're making. Okay. And by the way, if you look at the bottom of page 60, second column from the right, Look at his cumulative net outlay, negative 2,379,600. Pretty good, right? Wow. So then Terry says, well, can I do three trucks? And Nelson says, sure, you can do three trucks. And when you do three trucks, by the way, and you know, because there are some engineers out there in the, in the audience, Nick, and they're going to say, well, three trucks is really 157,800 and you only have 157,300. But, you know, Terry's a pretty successful small business owner and we figure he's got 500 bucks laying around somewhere, right? Or that he can use. <laughs> so we're really close. So now he takes out $157,800 from his banking system and then he pays back $4,500 a month or $54,000 a year. So he just does that every four years. Nothing's changed. It's not, it's the same policy. If you look at the top left, it's the same policy, okay, as the one that only had 1.5 million. Now he has $1.4 million more. He's got $2,928,000. Pretty incredible, right? Oh, yeah. And that's why Nelson talks about 
trying to get all of your expenses to flow through this. It gets better the more that you do. Absolutely. Now, I mean, here's the thing. His, his income is up to $175,000 after the first year of distribution and a withdrawal. And look at the death benefit. Now it's $4.6 million. And we go all the way down to his death at 85, and we look at his net cumulative outlay is negative 2.6 million, almost 2.7. Death benefit actually goes up from 4.6 to 5 million, and his income again is 175 thousand dollars. Look hmm. at his look at his basis; it's 625 thousand dollars. So it keeps going up every time we add a truck. Okay, so then Nelson kind of goes to the final example and we know that he can't borrow any more money because he was a little short on the last time that he borrowed money on the year four remember it was the 157,800 is what he borrowed yeah but he can't do anymore this is kind of maxed out or so he thinks but if you look at year 12 look at what he does in year 12 mm. now in year 12 he borrows out 315,600 and he has $365,000 in there, right? So right. no problem. And just as a reminder, now remember, he's got $16,000 a month in payments. This is $9,000 from year 13 on that he, that he borrows. So, or that he, I'm sorry, that his payment is. So he's shifted about 56% of his payments to his bank and there's still 44% that's going to the commercial bank. So he could have been more efficient. So we're going to get to that in just a second. But now he just yeah. he pays that nine grand a month until year 65, and he has $3.5 million. In fact, $3,518,000. Now, the interesting thing is, remember before, he had $1,518,000, I think is what it was. Yeah. So that's $2 million more. Did he change his cash flow $1? Zero. Okay, so Nick, if I told you, and you're 43 years old? Uh, almost. Almost, okay. At, at 43, and I know, see, when you're 43, you resist that getting older. When you're 54, you just don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Is if I told you that you'd have $2 million more at age 65, and you didn't have to change your cash flow, what would be your next question? Uh, when can I start and how much can I yeah, exactly. start putting in now? How do I do that? Would you like to learn how to do that? Give us a call. Okay, <laughs> so $2 million more. Look at his death benefit and look at his protection that he has for his family throughout this time. But at, at 65, he has $5.5 million. Nelson stays consistent, takes out 225 a year, withdraw, right? And he ends up with 5.2. So it went down a little bit, but I'm sure Nelson wanted this to be a round number. But look at his net cumulative outlay, negative 3.3 million. <laughs> well, what, tell the audience, what's that number represent? How much money he put in and how much money he took out and the cumulative effect of that. There you go. Okay, so... That's just amazing. Is there anybody in the world that wouldn't want this asset? Yeah, that's the, this is the impact of owning the bank versus being the customer of the bank. Right. But here's the thing. Remember, this asset is the same asset that he had 
way back where we show that he did no banking, right, on page 54. It was just an instrument at that point. That's right. But what changed? His behavior. His behavior. So what's more important? Hmm. Our behavior. We always Our behavior. Say, we always say your best investment is your behavior. So what is Nelson? How does Nelson say that? It's a process, not a product. Don't right. focus on the product, right? Focus on the way that you think and the way you behave because the way you think determines how you behave, right? Okay. Now, here's some things that we sometimes get. Nick. Well, I'm not 30 years old, Jim. <laughs> right? Okay. Well, look, he's only putting $40,000 a year in there. Sometimes when you're in your 50s and 60s and maybe mid-40s, you can put a, 10 times that. I mean, we have people putting millions of dollars in those first years because it's not up to us to determine how big your bank should be. It's your bank. You might put less than that in there, okay? And you're not going to get the same results. If you put more, you might get more. Here's the other thing. What's his cash value in the second year? 65282 Could he have financed his first truck in the second year? Absolutely. Okay. Here's another thing. Could he have taken a loan like every year, every two years, twice a year? I mean, this is his banking system, right? Yeah, you just look at, I'm just looking down, illustration five, year eight. I look over, is it year, yeah, $245,000 that he could have put in motion for something. Right. Now, by the way, how about this? Could he have expanded his system? Now, when we say expand your system, what do we mean? You're starting another branch of your business, another policy. That's right. I mean, if Wells Fargo started off and they only had one branch, then they, you wouldn't know who Wells Fargo was. <laughs> McDonald's, all these, or McDonald's, all these, yeah. all these yeah. businesses, you see multiple locations. Right. Now, so he should have started more systems. I mean, if he knew that he could recapture $2 million doing this, could he have recaptured $4 million, $6 million? I mean, he could have recaptured just a multitude of dollars that were sitting there. So if you're not 30 years old, then you have to do a couple of things better than Terry Nelson did. You have to expand your system. You have to put more money, got to capitalize more. But again, if I told you that you were going to have from 45 to 65, you could have a million dollars more wealth without changing your cash flow $1? Would you just say, well, that's not worth it? <laughs> or what if I said, hey, if you had the right coach and you had the right people helping you, you know, then, then what's your potential if you're 40 or 50 or 60? Right. Yeah. Maybe if you're 60, then we, you know, look, you get, you get really good results by the time you're 70. But even at 65, are you not going to be getting benefit from this? Absolutely, you're going to be. Yeah. I mean, how many years have you been financing or using, being your own banker, Nick? I think I'm in year six. Okay, year six. Are you better off today than you were six years ago? Without a doubt. Okay, so if you were 60 when you started it, would you feel like at 66 you were ripped off? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, you feel like, hey, this thing's just building. Yeah, I'm getting older, but it's just building and building, right? It doesn't matter whether you're 43 or... 60 or 65. It's, it's the same. 
if we get this all the time as people are like, well, I wish I would have heard about this 10 years ago. It's like, well, join the crowd. We all yeah. feel that way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My I mean, kids are the only ones that don't feel that way. Right. That's right. That's right. And you know what? Good for them. Cause that's the thing that you can do is you can teach your kids how to do this and your grandkids. And then maybe that's going to be the biggest legacy that you, in, in lesson you can teach them is how to secede from the banking system. I want to point out something else, Nick, is look at this income from 65 to 85, $225,000. Okay. Now, we always like to say, you know, compared to what? So if I would have not done this, and I'm just going to put money in a 401k and a government-sponsored plan, and I'm trying to build up that plan as big as I can get it to live off of that lump sum in retirement. Now, how much money do I have to have in a qualified plan to produce $225,000 of income? I just did a little bit of loose math and it's uh, about uh, 7.25 million. Okay. All right. Is that at 4% or three and a half? Like 3%. 3%. Okay. So over $7 million. Now, I'm, I promise you, if you do the math, on what the contribution limits are. And again, assuming that you had the maximum contribution at 30 and every year after that, and there weren't any you know, dramatic corrections in the market right before your lump sum, you have to have, let's just say, twice as much money in there to produce this income. And impeccable timing. And impeccable timing. And you gotta hope that you don't run out of money. Right. And what do we always say about hope, Nick? It's not a strategy. It is not a strategy that we would recommend you employ. Now, let's look at this, though, because we could have withdrawn $946,000 without paying tax. And then yeah. we could have borrowed the money out. So instead of at 85 having $4.5 million of cash in our policy, maybe we had $3.5 million of cash, or maybe we had. $2 million of cash. Does it really matter at that point? No. No, no. So we could have done the $225,000 tax-free. You get totally, your, your decision-making is completely different. You get to this point in this equation. You're, you're going through different choices, but you don't get that level of choice in most other systems. That's right. And, and by the way, so let's just say that taxes at this point are 50% because we all know taxes are going up. They have to, right? Yep. So let's say that we had to withdraw from like a government plan, 450,000 to get our hypothetical, this is not the way it's written in the book, but the hypothetical $225,000 tax-free. Did yeah. you do the math on that, Nick? No. <laughs> all right. 450,000 divided by 3% is $15 million. Goodness gracious. Okay. Now, look what we're doing with $3.5 million. So our dollars are more efficient than the qualified money dollars. And, by the way, you could say, well, gosh, if I had $15 million in a qualified plan, I wouldn't need to keep all that money. I, could, I don't need to live off just the interest. Okay. Right. I get it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> right. But 
but you can't get $15 million in a qualified plan. Do the math at 30 years old to 65 to see what your contribution and your rate or your rate of return would have to be. It's dumb. <laughs> the math doesn't work. You can't even get a million bucks in. Well, I mean, a lot of people, you know, I mean, I mean, there's people that have, I've seen docs that have, you know, $3 million in their qualified plans altogether, but, but not 15, not even seven in 31 years. I don't think, you know, I mean, my, my, you know, I'm 54, so I can't remember everything, but I don't remember anybody having $7 million in a qualified plan or all of their qualified plans together. I just don't. So what does all this tell us? Recapturing the interest, being your own banker is a very lucrative way to live your life. And it eliminates what? It eliminates failure from the equation. It eliminates failure. It eliminates stress. Yeah. Just as Nelson says, being your own banker provides for a stress-free, easy life. That's right. And what is... You know, we, we met on Friday with, in Louisville with, with, a, with a physician, right? Yep. And she even said, stress <laughs> causes what? <laughs> Disease, illness. And, and illness. The root of it all. That's right. It's the root of it all. And what they're trying to do in their practice is they're trying to teach you to reduce stress, which yep. causes all kinds of cortisol levels. And I won't even try to explain that Nick because then I'm going to sound about as smart as when I try to explain flight but (laughs) you know that's why I always say who not how who do you collaborate with who do you trust who to show you something that you don't know to teach you and that's where create tailwind comes in if you go to create tailwind.com we're going to go through all this and you probably have questions again I you know this this podcast would be two hours to explain all of the details of these illustrations and this example of equipment financing. But we'd be happy to go through it with you and answer your questions. Right? That's right. Anything else to add, Nick, before we wrap this up for our equipment financing overview? No, just remember, we got we to think. We can't be afraid of learning. And I think that that's what stops us. We're, we're afraid of discovering the truth. But I like how you ask this question a lot. If something you thought to be true turned out not to be true, when would you want to know about it? And Soon I think that if we, yeah, that's right. If we, if we can just understand the environment that we're living in, our, our life is, it's frankly better. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't cause me to be stressed and, and uh, tearful and afraid. It's not, it's not that at all. I, I, I live a pretty peaceful life and it's because I've, I've gotten out of the herd and educated myself with the thing, thanks to you. And many others, that's, uh, that's what I would encourage everyone to do. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the thing that I want to just emphasize before we wrap this up is that you have a choice. You can be part of the herd or you can break away from the herd. And it, it does take courage to break away from the herd. But if you have coaching people that care about you and want to help you, it will help you break away from the herd and do it in a, in a way that isn't as scary and isn't as where you have fear, right? That's right. All right. All right. Well, let, go ahead, Nick. No, that's, I was going to say, let's wrap it up here. Yeah. I, I appreciate you going through this. You are uh, 
truly an expert at the equipment financing. Uh, you, you changed my whole paradigm watching you teach this to, to our clients. And, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the time you spent with Nelson learning the nuances of this because I know you, you picked it apart and uh, Nelson spent a lot of time with you answering your questions. So thank you for, for sharing your, your knowledge. Yeah, you're welcome. But Nelson, I'm sure, is up in heaven looking down and saying, well, Jim, you forgot this. <laughs> you didn't really explain, you know, because there's nobody better explaining equipment financing than Nelson Nash. And if you haven't ever been to a Nelson Nash seminar, you can still watch him on DVD. And at the Nelson Nash Institute, you can get those DVDs. I'm sure they're still available. And I believe it's the entire seminar. And I watch that, Nick, all the time. So thank you. But if you really want to see somebody explain it, <laughs> contact us at Create Tailwind. We'll show you some of those videos or we'll show you how to get them. You know, I feel blessed and privileged that I got to spend as much time with Nelson as I did. I know some people got to spend more time with him, but I'm just thankful for the time that I got to spend with him because it changed my life and my family's life and the lives of our clients. So with that, Nick, thank you so much for joining me. To the rest of you, audience, let's take some action. Let's break away from the herd. Until next time, I'm Jim Oliver. Let's break away from the herd and let's make some money the smart way. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.